Well, amen. How's everybody doing this morning? Man, how's everybody doing this morning? Man, I thought I was in a funeral home or something for a minute there. Man, it's like everybody was dead. Man, are you guys good? Are you guys happy about God this morning? Man, I, I just listened to the last worship song that they sang. Man, it said that the same power that conquered the grave lives in me. Man, to me, that, that did something to me because we're in this series called, called Battlegrounds. And, and, you know, we're talking about the battles that we go through uh, pretty much every day. Talk about spiritual battles, man. And this is, that was, that was a, a good song for me to hear. So this is now our fifth week in this installment of Battlegrounds. Today your message is going to be entitled, Your Authority, Your Authority. Man, how many of you guys know that you have authority in Jesus Christ? Yeah. That the same power that lives inside of him, that raised him up from the dead, also is inside of you. And to me, that's awesome. Man, the first week, Alan, man, he, he, he broke the ground for us with the introduction. And I'm probably not going to be as good as that because Alan's, Alan's awesome. The last three weeks, we had Dad here. You know, we had Pastor Rich. You know, and he just kept everything and took to a different level. He says, John, you got week five. I'm like, oh, man, so I got to follow you guys for, for real, you know. But right now, I feel like a, I feel like a, I feel like a kid in a candy store because, you know, every, everybody wants to Everybody wants dad to be there to see them to do, to do things. And everybody wants dad's approval. And, and, and this is the first time that I actually got to speak in front of you when Pastor Rich is here. Well, I consider my spiritual dad. So, man, so this, this, is a, this is a good time for me. This is a good time for me because he deposits so much inside of all of us, you know, and, 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 and he paves the way for us here. And so we're going to be talking about that today, man, talking about how we have to submit under spiritual authority and things like that. Because before you can use your authority, you have to submit under authority first. And so we're going to be talking about that. So if you would, man, have you guys ever thought about, you know, what your authority is? And maybe what, is even, what does my authority even entail? Or, or, or maybe have you ever said to myself, like, you know, if I was in a different position, then maybe I would have the authority to, to change something. But the reality is that God has already positioned us to do that. So now we just have to grab hold. Man, so I want to just go straight to the Bible if we could. Uh, book of Ephesians. Let's see what Paul says to us right now. Chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. It says... And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, somebody say, but God. Man, when you see a scripture and you have a but God in there, man, something's about, something's good. Yeah. Something's about to happen. That's when but God steps inside now and he completely changed. But it says, but God, being rich in mercy because of the great love which he had, which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Father, we just thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much for your power. We thank you so much for your forgiveness. God, thank you for bringing us up out of the dungeon, Father God. And now seating us in the place with you, Lord God. Thank you for the power that now resides inside of us, Father God. We thank you so much for that. And we just ask you just make this preaching, Father. You just, you just make it simple. 
so that we all understand what you're trying to tell us today. And so we just want to give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I mean, you guys, I'm definitely excited today. So in, 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 in 5 and 6, verses 5 and 6, you don't have to go back there. But in verses 5 and 6, there's, there's something that I really want us to grab hold of. Because um, in verse 5, it says, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love, it says that when we were dead in our, tra- in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. And then it says that he raised us up together with him. And then it said that he seated us together with him in heavenly places. Now, 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 now there, there's a prefix in the Greek. It's, it, it's sin, S-Y-N. S-Y-N stands synonymous, synergy, all that. It means together. It means one. It means not separated. Togetherness, oneness. And so when you look at all of those, all of those things, it says that he, he made us alive together. He raised us up together. And he seated us together. Sin, man, that's that's the synergy. And what we have to understand, man, is is, is, is with with Christ, in order for us to utilize the authority that we have, is we have to utilize the synergy that Christ has given us. We don't do this by ourselves. Because understand, you cannot do anything without Christ Jesus. You think you can, but you can't. And we're going to remain dead, Amen. Amen. So the first thing that I want to get us to understand is before we can even utilize the kind of authority, the spiritual authority that God has for us. First, and your first point is authentic authority always flows from being under the right authority. Let me say that one more time. Authentic authority always flows from being under the right authority. Some of you are like, man, I ain't trying to submit to nobody. I'm authority myself. That's exactly why you don't have the authority that you should have. It's because you're not willing to submit to the authority that's over you. But, man, that might, that might have cut somebody. But that's all right. I heard, you know, I heard a preacher say one time, he says, a lot of people don't say a lot of stuff when you're in church, especially when they're, when they're, when they're, on, this, when they're on the operating table because you're cutting into them. And so not, not everybody likes that because it hurts, man. You know, so, so this, this is going to be a tough message for us. Man, if, if you look, remember in John verse 5, I'm sorry, John 5 19, it says, So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. Man, that tells me that if, if, if Jesus, if Jesus, Jesus, the, the Son of God, Jesus God, Jesus, man, Jesus, if he has to submit under authority before he can use his authority, he says, look, I can't do anything that I don't see my father doing. I got to submit to his authorityship. We have to do the exact same thing, especially if you're here in Grace Point Church and you want to be in some kind of authority. We have to submit under authority. Because the Bible says that the anointing flows from the head down. So you, you can't just be rogue and go out and decide you want to do your own thing. That's not authority. That's not wise. That's not good, that, that's not good to do. So I, me personally, I submit myself. And I'm under authority. And so if there ever comes a time where I have to utilize that authority, I know that I'm good because I, I've submitted. And I know that now God is going to, hey, no, John's good. John's good because he's willing to submit. He's willing to submit under my authority. He's willing to submit under, uh, uh, under his head, which is Pastor Rich. That's what we do. Man, but, but, but the Bible tells us that we are to submit under authority. Man, look, look, look at Hebrews, man. Hebrews chapter 13. It says, obey your leaders and submit to them. 
For they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. It says, let them look over you with joy. I'm probably about to go somewhere. A lot of people probably don't want to hear. But man, if our spiritual authority is supposed to look over us and cover us and pray for us, And keep the enemy away from us. Man, we got to let him be joyful doing that. We can't come in here and say, Pastor Rich, you're not doing this or you're not. Hey, and I like his philosophy. Look, don't come to me with problems. You give me three solutions for every problem you have. But we have to submit under that authorityship. We we have to, man. We have to. If we don't do that, then we are not positioning ourselves to utilize the authority that God has put in us. Yes, God has seated us in heavenly places, but man, it comes. It, it, it comes with you first submitting under authority. And the only way that you're going to be able to knock the enemy out of your life, man, everything that comes to you is you have to submit under authority first. Because if you don't have a, if you're not under authority, you can, look. Don't tell me who you over until you tell me who you're under. You hear what I say? Don't tell me who you're over until you tell me who you're under. That's good, man. You, you, got, you, got, you got an added bonus when you submit under authority. You got added bonus. And so I, I just thank God for that, man. It, it's, it's the synergy or, or, or the togetherness of Jesus and the body of Christ that allows us to effectively operate our spiritual authority. It's, it's, it's the togetherness. We can't do that by ourselves, amen? And you guys all right? Sure? Man, because look, 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 before we can use our authority, we have to understand some simple steps first. But when we learn to operate under the power of the Holy Spirit, which we share with Jesus, then we will be able to engage a culture without losing the importance and the power of the gospel. Man, let me say that one more time. When we learn to operate under the power of the Holy Spirit, which we share with Jesus, then we will be able to engage a culture without losing the importance and the power of the gospel. Look, family, we can't reach them out there. We can't reach them out there if we're not willing to do this alongside of Jesus. If we're not willing to do this alongside of each other, we, we, can't, we can't reach them out there. It, it, it's virtually impossible to do that. You guys sure you're good? All right, all right. So, 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 so the second thing that, that, that stops us from utilizing and operating under the power of the Holy Spirit that God has placed inside of us, that he's, because the Bible says that he made us alive with him, that he raised us up together with him, and he seated us with him. So the same power, the same power that's inside of him that allowed him to conquer the grave is the same power that's inside of you. Yeah. But we have to understand, man. But, 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 but my second point, my second point is we have to learn to have authority over ourselves. We have to learn to have authority over ourselves. Look, and, and, and I'm probably going to go off on a tangent real quick, which is perfectly okay. If you was in my class yesterday, you know that I go off on tangents. So if you was in the class, just raise your hand and say, John, come back to us. Come, come, come back, come back to us. But, but, but check this out. How can you have authority over anything else when you don't have authority over yourself? 
How can I say, look, son, you need to behave and you need to act right when I'm not acting right myself? How can I say, look, 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 mate, you guys just need to be in your word. You need to learn who Jesus is when I'm not in the word my, my, myself. So in, in order for you to operate in your full capacity and the power that Jesus has placed on inside of you, you first have to have authority over yourself. You see, authority over yourself is the base or the foundation for you to have authority over anything else that's not lined up with the word of God. You have to have authority over yourself. But see, we can't obtain this alone because our nature is to be in the pit. That's the human nature. Why, man? Because, man, I love doing things with the flesh. Like, because, man, it's so comfortable. It feels so good because I want to do what I want to do. But then we want to try to get ourselves out of the, man, we can't get ourselves out of the pit. We, we, can't, we can't do that. So if you look at Psalms, Psalms 40 and verse 2, it says, He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire, and he set my feet on the rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He took me out of my nature. He took me out of what I liked. He took me out of the fire. Man, how many, did you guys know that sometimes Jesus is a trash digger? Did you guys know that? Guys, how are you calling Jesus a trash? For, for real, because if you want to look at it, we're just trash. And we like to live in the trash because trash is comfortable to us. We love to live in the trash because it, it, it soothes the flesh. And if I'm in the trash and I'm submitting to the flesh and, and, and not to God, man, it soothes my soul. It makes me feel good. I don't have to worry about anybody else saying anything, especially I don't have to worry about the devil either because if I'm in it, he has no need for me anymore. He doesn't. And did you guys know that sometimes we give the devil too much credit for things? Did you guys know that? We really do. He'll, he'll come to you for a little while and entice you and entice you, but if you understand that your authority is in Christ Jesus, that he's already given that to you, then you're good. But if you don't understand that, if you don't operate under that capacity, man, he'll entice you and you'll fall for his, you'll fall for his tricks. But it's nothing new because the Bible says, man, there's nothing new under the sun that he does. There's no, absolutely nothing new that he does. He's got a, back, a bag of old tricks. Nothing new. Nothing new. It's, it's all the same. But, but if we're not careful... If we're not careful, we'll, we'll fall for that, man. We, we will fall for all of his tricks. Now, now that he has pulled us out of the pit, when he pulled us out of the pit, he made us alive with him. Yeah. That's what he did. But when he set our feet on the rock, go, go, go to verse 40 and 2 of Psalms. He set our feet on the rock. He raised us up because you can't be on something if you're not first not raised up. And so he raised me up to put me on the rock. He raised me up to put me on that sure foundation, which is who? Which is Christ Jesus. And so if, if, if my foundation is not sure, then my authority is weak. If my foundation is not sure, if I don't have a strong foundation, I mean, it's just like you living in a house. You're building a house or you're building a building or something like that, and the foundation is not as strong as it should be. Pretty soon the building's going to shift a whole lot and you're probably going to tear it down because it just, it absolutely sucks. Can I say that word? <laughs> because, because, it, because it's bad. Because it's bad. 
Okay? Because it's a very poor foundation. Is that, is that better? A poor foundation. Because it's a poor foundation. But, 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 but the thing that I like about Jesus, <laughs> my wife's over there like, man. <laughs> Babe, you knew when I was getting up. Well, it's coming. You already knew. So, so yeah. But, but, but the good thing about that, man, is, 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 is that Jesus will place you on the rock because Jesus is not stagnant. He's always moving. And I hear Jesus saying, look, when I move, you move just like that. Just like that. You guys remember that song? Did, did, I, did I just date myself? I probably did, but that's, a, that's okay. That's okay. But when he moves, you have to move. Just like that. Man, you, you can't not move when he moves. Because if you stay here and he goes here, man, now I'm, I'm not under my covering anymore. I, I'm, I'm not under my covering and so, but, but we, like to, we, we like to do that, man, because I, I just want to be by myself. I want to do things the way that I want to do it. I want to be how I want to be and say what I want to say. I want to spend my money how I want to spend I don't want anybody. I want to just tell them to do something. And it, you guys ever had that boss at your work? They'll just say, look, I need you to do this. You, no, 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 I don't need you. No, you are going to do this. But then you never see them doing what they told you. So it's like, do what I say, and you know, one of those type of things. Man, I, I hate them kind of people, you know. But but it's because they don't have authority over over over, over themselves, and we can't be like that. If if we say that we are disciples of Jesus, if we say that Jesus is our Lord and He is our Savior, then we have to have authority over ourselves. He's given it to you already. He has. Jesus, He had to have authority over Himself. Did you guys know that? When, when he was baptized by John the Baptist, and the father affirmed him and says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased, and the spirit fell on him like a dove, uh, what's the first place that he sent him to? He sent him out in the wilderness. That's necessarily mean the wilderness is a bad thing. It all depends on your perspective and how you look at it. But Jesus was God, but he was man. So the God side of him could be like, you know what, I'm not even going to worry about that. But the man side of him, he had to take authority and take control over the man side of him because, man, anybody out there for 40 days... Man, you let me go a day without food, man. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. You know, especially sweets, man. You let me go a day without sweets, you're going to start seeing my head spinning. I'm telling you. But, 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 but he had to take control. He had to take authority over himself because he didn't have food for 40 days for 40 nights. And everything that the enemy threw at him was the same stuff that he throws at us. But what did Jesus do? He, he, he got him with Scripture. He says, look, man. He says, but it is written. But it is written. But it is written. And I want to tell you, man, in order for you to take authority over yourself, you have to know what's inside yourself. And you have to know what yourself is dealing with. Because once you know what yourself is dealing with, then you can go and quote the scripture and be like, no, self. Look, the Bible says this. The Bible says I'm the head and not the tail. The Bible says I'm above and not beneath. The Bible says that I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Because once you know what lies inside of yourself, then... You can have authority over yourself. But if you don't recognize what's inside of you, if, if, if you're not willing to see what's inside of you, if you're not willing to deal with what's inside of you, you're never going to have that kind of authority. Amen? I mean, you guys good? You sure? Oh, man. Okay. Okay. It's getting, it's getting, it's, it's getting kind of heavy. It's, it, it's getting. So the, the third thing that I want to talk to you guys about, man, is, is and this, this is good, man. Is your authority over the enemy? How many of you guys know that Christ already gave you authority over the enemy? 
Whatever the enemy throws at you, you already have power over that. Matter of fact, whenever Jesus died on the cross, he took all of that with him. When he raised up, he says, look, I'm raised up with all power. In the scripture, he says, he says, if you just believe what I do, if you believe really what you've seen me do, you can do the exact same thing and even greater. Jesus said that we can do greater things than what he did. Jesus. We're talking about Jesus. You guys know the Jesus I'm talking about? This was the same Jesus who walked perfectly on the earth. The same Jesus who who went to the cross and, and, and gave himself up as a ransom just for you. The same Jesus who died but rose up on the third day with all power, that Jesus is the same Jesus that says, you know what? You're going to be able to do the exact same thing that I did plus even more. That Jesus is what said that. It's that Jesus the reason why we have authority over ourselves. It's that Jesus why we have authority over the flesh. It's that Jesus why we have authority over the enemy. It's that Jesus why I can tell that Jesus, the Son of God said to us, you're going to do the same things that I did, plus you're going to do more. But first, 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 guys, we, we, we have to submit under authority. Don't tell me who you're over until you tell me who you're under. And second, secondly, secondly, you have to get that flesh. You have to get yourself in check. Man, how do I get myself in check? Man, I, I tell you what, one of the hardest things for us to do is to fast. That's tough. Especially for me, because usually when I fast, man, I don't have any sweets for a while, and that's, that, that's rough. That is rough. What you mean? Man, I, I, I love sweet potatoes, but, but, but if God ever says, look, I need you to sweet, uh, fast on sweet potatoes, I'm like, look, Lord, let me fast on that one first. I don't know about that. You know, but, but, but it really is. But that's what's going to give you power over yourself, because you're denying yourself, and you're allowing the Holy Spirit to take control over yourself, man. So, so fasting, man, that, that's important. That's important. We don't fight against flesh and blood. That's not who we fight against. We fight against the forces of the enemy in the spirit realm. That's where our fight is. And so you have to deny yourself things, man. You have to, you have to fast and you have to pray because then the Holy Spirit will strengthen you. And, and he will say, look, no, 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 you're good. I, I got you. I got you. Because you are taking authority over yourself. So I'm going to take care of you. That, that's what it is. But, but, but he's also given us authority over the enemy. Man, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 4. It says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. It says, on the contrary, on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish. Man, what does it mean when you demolish something? It's done. You destroyed that thing. It's, It's never coming back. You have the, the power to demolish strongholds. Man, Jesus has given us power over the enemy. So that thing that you're dealing with right now, Jesus has given you power over that. He's right now, he's given you power over your finances. He's given you power over your marriage. He's given you power over your children. He's given you power over that boss that you just hate to look at. Every, he's given you power over all of that. Because what the enemy means 
for evil. What the enemy means for evil, God will turn it around and make it good. God has given you power over the enemy. But this is one thing that we have to do, man. It's just like I told you before. Before we can actually utilize our authority over the enemy, we have to first, we have to recognize who the enemy is. We have to recognize who the enemy is. It says that the enemy is a shapeshifter. That's who he is in his nature. He's a shapeshifter. He, he, the, the Bible says, it says that in, in, in John chapter 8, verse 44, it says, Jesus said, there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. He's a deceiver. You don't believe me? If you look at Genesis chapter 3, it says that he was a serpent. He calls him a serpent. We have to understand, we have to recognize who the enemy is. Calls him a serpent in Genesis chapter 3. But then when you go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, it says that he's the angel of light. So in one instance, it's calling him a serpent. And then in another instance, it says that he's the angel of light. First you're telling me he's bad, and then you tell me that he's portraying to be good. But then if you go into Revelations chapter 13, it calls him the beast. He's a shapeshifter. And, and, and anything that he knows that you like or anything that he knows that you want to do, what, what, what tickles your fancy, guess what he's going to do? He's going to shift himself into that shape. And it may not even be, it, 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 it's not going to be a way that you can recognize it right off the bat unless you're in your word. Unless first you submit under authority. Secondly, you utilize the authority over yourself. You take authority, take yourself captive. Give yourself to Christ. God, I can't do this. And then you'll be able to recognize who the enemy is. Our authority is in Jesus gives us the power to take dominion over the enemy and offer Jesus to the oppressed. Do you guys remember when in, 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 it was John? In Mark, in Mark, Mark chapter 5, Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 9, when it says that, and then they went over to the other side of the sea, other side of the other side of the water, and um, it says that immediately when they got over there, that a man who was possessed with a demon, a demoniac, actually what it called, came to him and, 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 and came to, and says, you know, what, 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 what do you want to do with me? What, 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 do you, what do you have? What do you want to do? Man, that's the kind of people, because Jesus recognized who he was. And what I liked about what Jesus did, he says, look, he says, what is your name? Who are you? And I don't see Jesus whenever he, he, he's dealing with it. I don't see Jesus, you know, coming with a loud voice and, oh, in the name of Jesus, come out of him. That's not what Jesus does. We're talking about Jesus, the all-power. Jesus is probably looking like, look, man, go get out of him. Go somewhere. That's the kind of authority that you have in you. Did you know that? Yes. That makes me, that made me tired just doing that. <laughs> man, but, but Jesus gives us the power. He gives us the authority that whenever we recognize the enemy, we call him out right there. Look, who, who, who are you? Well, in the name of Jesus. Don't do it in any other name because the Bible says in the name of Jesus that every knee must bow. That means good and evil. Every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. As long as you're operating under the authority that Jesus has given you, and as long as you recognize 
the enemy. And as long as you're submitting under your authority, so from now on, we're going to submit under our authority, right? That's, 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 that's what we're going to do because we're going to be a church to change a nation and to change a generation and to change a culture. But first we have to submit under authority. And, and then you have to take yourself captive. You have to have authority over yourself. And then we'll be able to recognize the enemy. And then we'll be able to call him out and cast him out in the name of Jesus. Not in the name of John Miller or the name of Christian Martinez, but in the name of Jesus. Because it's in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Man, how wonderful is that, man? Jesus, you, don't, you just mention the name Jesus and things start to happen. You mention the name Jesus and enemies start to, they start to cower. But you have to recognize and have that on the inside of you. Because you guys remember the, remember the seven sons of Sceva? You guys remember that? You guys remember that story? And they were going trying to cast out demons. And they says, well, <clears throat> in the name of Jesus that Paul talks about. And he says, look, he says, look, Paul I know. And Jesus I know, but who are you? So you have to make sure and ensure that Jesus lies on the inside of you and that you're residing alongside of him. It's the synergy. It's the synergy that's going to make the authority work because he's giving you the power over the enemy. But we also have the authority to offer something better. We have the authority to offer something better, not to offer the same stuff over and over and over and over. That gets kind of boring, and that doesn't change anything. It doesn't. You guys ever been in the church when you may have somebody that sits on the same row in the same seat for like maybe 10 or 30 years, and they're comfortable where they're at? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. But they're not changing. They're not offering anything better except for maybe their hiney prints are in the seat now. But that's it. But, but, but we have to give them something. That they're saying, man, I want some of that. We can't give them anything for them to say, uh, yeah, thanks, but uh, no thanks. Because then we've done a, dis- a dis- disservice to Jesus. And we haven't portrayed Jesus very well if we do something like that. But in Acts chapter 4, verse 4, it says, but many of those who had heard the word believed. And the number of the men came to about 5,000. This was after the man at the gate called Beautiful was asking for alms, was asking for money. And the two disciples says, he says, look, silver and gold I don't have. But what I offer you, I give to you freely. Just in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. And the Bible says that when that man rose up and he walked, that he was jumping with joy because the disciples offered him something better. We have the authority to offer those who don't believe something better. We have the authority to offer ourselves something better. And once we grab hold of that better, who is Jesus Christ and not the enemy? Then we can go and offer them something better. But once we're offered something better, man, we have to be glad. We have to get up and run and shout. Because if they don't see what's better, 
How are they going to know what's better? If they don't see what Jesus has done in your life, because we're supposed to be living epistles, how are they going to know what's better? If they don't see that you are broken, but now you're well, if they don't see how God raised you up from addiction, if they don't see how God raised you up from looking at pornography, if they don't see how God healed your broken marriage, if they don't see how God stopped the hand of the enemy from killing your son, how are they going to know? If they don't see you being healed from cancer, how are they going to know? Man, we have the authority to offer something better. And look, this message may not be for everybody because some of us may have everything together. But I'm talking to those ones who are broken now. I'm talking to those ones who are in things now who just need something better. I'm talking to the one who is ready to submit under authority, who is ready to take control over yourself, and who is ready to defeat the enemy in the name of Jesus. Those are the ones I'm talking to. And so I'm going to do something very bold right now. And I'm going to ask you to be bold. If there's anything that you have in your life right now,